So today we're going to do something a little bit different with this episode, but before we do, I want to share with you a doubt that I was having about the way I approach these Executive Presence podcasts. So you've heard me talk about the six degrees of Executive Presence, and as I came up with that as I was writing my book, uh, Unlock Your Executive Presence, Feel Like a Boss, it just seemed like a really um, nice way to uh, communicate that. It's good for marketing. It's got a number in it, the six degrees. It's got some association with, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon or six degrees of separation. However, you may have noticed I don't really push it that hard in the podcast episodes. And one of the reasons why I do that is I really like to focus on the lever that makes it work, which is the definition, right? The definition being executive presence is the ability to inspire confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. And the reason is, although I truly believe that the six degrees of separ- uh, the six degrees of executive presence are super helpful and something to think through, none of them actually matter if they're not helping contribute towards the definition of inspiring confidence that you can lead well in a given situation. And add any other quality, technique, hack, or trick. None of them matter if they're not hitting that lever that actually generates that feeling where people are like, yeah, I think Joe should lead. So I may change that approach more in the future. I, I, I may push the or talk about the six degrees more explicitly in the future, but just kind of wanted to share that perspective. So today we actually are going to go in for all the six degrees of executive presence, which we I don't think I've done in an episode before. And to give you a scenario, we're going to do it in the context of you're a leader and your company has just lost its biggest client, right? Its signature client. This is the client that generates the lion's share of the revenue. And now the livelihood of the company and all the people who work for it is in jeopardy. So what would you as the executive leader need in terms of generating executive presence? And how could the six degrees of executive presence help? So let's take them one at a time. First one is proactive, right? Have you been preparing and thinking about what might go wrong if you did lose this giant client? You knew ahead of time that this was a big client and if you lost them, that would be a problem. Have you prepared for that? And once you realized it was happening, what did you do as soon as you realized in terms of talking to your salespeople, talking to your press, talking to your HR people and other stakeholders to try to resolve this as best as you could given the situation. And think about how people respond to a leader who does that rather than one who's purely reactive, hoping and praying that something will be different. Next, the second degree of executive presence we'll talk about is being resolute. So what that means is when you make a decision and when you figured out what you believe as a leader, is the best approach, do you stick with it, right? There's gonna be a lot of opinions, a lot of pushback, a lot of strong sort of um, pitches as to what we should do or how we should do things. Do you just flip very easily because someone else is unhappy with it or it's unpopular or politically not sound? Or do you stick with what you know is right and you believe is right and carry through? So quick note on this, being resolute does not mean being stubborn. If you come to understand that maybe you didn't have the best approach, 
someone with executive presence would actually adapt and say, you know what, thank you so much for sharing that information with me. Let's make a modification based on this new information that you shared with me. Next, and I love this next one, equanimity, right? Fancy way of saying just keeping cool, staying even keeled. Think about this. This is a traumatic situation. Most leaders would be forgiven for wanting to run into the hills and scream, stick their head in the sand, or just totally, you know, freezing, right? Fight, flight, or freeze. However, your people are relying on you to keep an even pace. Why? Because they will draw from that, right? And why is that important? Because in order to execute, in order to have the best chances of surviving, you need to be executing from a place of not freaking out, right? I mean, who does their best work when they're totally freaking out and scared and just really concerned, right? You do your best work when you're highly motivated, right? Maybe there's some anxiety, but still you're able to focus. So equanimity also key for a leader when navigating change. Next, we'll talk about stillness. And this one seems kind of counterintuitive, right? You heard me before talk about being proactive. What, what could stillness have to do with it? Think about it this way. If you're running around all the time acting just to act, what are you missing, right? Because you're so busy running around that you miss things that are going on. If you were able to just move just as much as you need to, right? No more you're able to see and understand better what's going on. And when it's time to move, you can move very powerfully, right? Like a, like a runner off the racing blocks or, you know, a, a car, you know, off the um, starting line, right? So it doesn't mean you don't move, but it means you're still and you take advantage of that stillness until it is time to move powerfully. Uh, next, we talk about being engaged is another one of the six degrees of executive presence. Are you connected to what's going on? Do you have a good pulse of the situation? And how are others perceiving you? Do they feel like you're in an ivory tower? You're not invested? You're like, I have my golden parachute or I've already found my next job. Forget you guys, right? Is that the type of leader that people want to follow? Or is it more someone that understands, look, I understand this is affecting a lot of people and maybe some of them quite differently than me. Let's figure this out together. And the bonus of being engaged is people feel comfortable coming to you, sharing with you ideas and great things. Whereas if you're not engaged, people will be reluctant to do so. Because often it's worse to share something if you know it's just going to be ignored than to have never shared it at all. And finally, the last of the six degrees of executive presence I'd like to share is confidence, right? Do you have confidence? Because if you don't have confidence yourself, a state of being of confidence, how can others have confidence in you? So it's really important to have confidence, not for confidence's sake, right? But to be able to inspire confidence in others and also Again, confidence is another one of these qualities where when you have it, you can actually execute better because of the confidence. Doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Doesn't mean 100% success. It just means you're giving yourself the best chance under the current situations. So next time you have a situation where you're trying to 
exert executive presence or exude executive presence, think about these six degrees and which one might be really helpful for your situation or which ones to help you navigate with a maximum of executive presence. So thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor. And today, on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Anyone who knows me more than just a little bit is probably aware that I watch way too much TV and movies. In fact, a lot of people are amazed I even graduated from college or got into college, let alone graduate from college or law school, given the copious amounts of TV and movies, and not always quality TV and movies, I've consumed over my life. It's kind of a worst sort of kept secret. When DVR came out and things like Netflix or even just being able to rent DVDs at my public uh, library, I mean, that's just amazing, exciting stuff for me. And I remember growing up, you may remember if you're a certain age, uh, on Saturdays they had this program called Drive-In Theater. And every Saturday one of the programs they would have is a, like a weekly kung fu movie. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.